Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It said that lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place, but this incident in Sonoma County, California may prove otherwise. Two years ago, a man identified by a TV station there as Dion lost much of his left leg in a freak skydiving accident. A month of recovery and therapy put him back under the chute, and he returned to the pastime he had grown to love, jumping out of perfectly good airplanes with a piece of fabric strapped to his back. And that's what he was doing Sunday when the bolt hit once again. Just after he pulled the ring to deploy his parachute, his $15,000 prosthetic leg separated from his body and rocketed towards the ground. Workers at a lumber yard not far from the airport called the sheriff's office Monday when they went to work and found an extra leg in the lot. It's since been returned to the owner, Dion now promising to make a tether for future parachute jumps. You know, Cliff, if you've done this twice yeah. and lost a leg both times... yeah. Perhaps parachuting and skydiving is <laughs> not, not for, for you. you. <laughs> and I don't know how yeah. you can go to work at a lumber company the next day and yeah. find an extra leg. Do they hoard legs there? <laughs> I don't or know. Uh, <laughs> Hey, we had six, now we got seven. We got yeah. an extra leg here. Yeah. Well, Cliff, our thought of the day. All right. I believe this to be very true, too. Okay. And a very uh, poignant. Well, go ahead, get on with it. Well, life is short. Yeah. Spend it with people. Who make every hour seem incredibly long. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Yes. I do. And something new going on at Country 98.1. I'm oh. not even sure that our news director is familiar What's with that? this. We're having an in-house yeah. competition. Really? Yes. Competition? Yes. Like amongst the employees? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. For different awards and different yeah. distinguishing uh, features. Yeah. And so far, Cliff, yes. I've been uh, diligently looking at my email. I'm in the running and so far have the lead for the non-essential member list. <laughs> non-essential member. Yes. They okay. have a list of those yeah. that are not essential here at Country 98.1. And <laughs> I have the early you're lead. On the list. Yes. Well, v- you know. <laughs> Vuitton's close. <laughs> but I think I can edge him you out, think, Cliff. Well, you do know what that means, right? I'm a winner. Yes, but if do, I you, win. do you know what it means to be declared non-essential? Not really. Perhaps you should do some research into that. Should I Google that? <laughs> Let me just tell you. If you're non-essential, that means you're not needed here anymore. And if you're not needed here anymore, guess what that means? That uh, paycheck envelope that you're supposed to get today or tomorrow will have a pink slip in it. You'll be asked to not come back to the building. But I'll be a winner. <laughs> You'll be a winner at a losing game. Weed archaeologists continuing to sift through what was left behind by those who inhabited this land long before we ever got here. Of course, a lot of the field work, the actual digging in the dirt part of archaeology, has long been done, especially when you're looking at the badlands of southwest Texas. The trouble is, so much in the way of artifacts collected that scientists are only now getting to detailed analysis. 
Then, last week at Texas A&M, someone doing lab work said, Hey, this looks like it could come from the morning roadshow department of Just in Time for Breakfast. Researchers were looking at coprolites collected in the lower Pecos Valley back in the 1960s. What they found was evidence that had not been seen previously. Early Native Americans had likely performed some type of ceremonial ritual thousands of years ago that no one had ever before known about. By the way, coprolites are fossilized or dried out human poop. One of the recovered poop samples contained various traces of vegetation and even a whole small rodent that was seemingly eaten without cooking. Well, that wouldn't be out of the norm for the hunter-gatherers who lived there at the time. And then the same poop sample revealed something entirely different. It looked like whoever it was had also eaten a rattlesnake. And not just rattlesnake meat. The entire rattlesnake, bones, scales, and that poop even had a fang in it. <laughs> I thought I could eat about anything, Cliff, but... <laughs> That's an ironclad stomach right there. <laughs> yes. What was it, Cliff? Yeah. A month and a half ago, yeah. you was at the State House. Is that about right, or has it been it was, longer Well, than it was um, in January, I think. Oh, Some, January. Sometime in maybe early February. But you were there for a whole oh, day, right? Yeah, I spent the entire day at the State House. Well, your news story of Brian Bosma, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. He was talking about a pulling teeth session, <laughs> and I wondered if you got to view a pulling teeth session while you were up at the State House. Well, he said no, it, so it has to be no, going on. No, out there. I don't believe that's what he meant. But I will say that the entire and I was in, I was in the, I spent much of the time in the House, and then I was in the Senate for a little bit, and I even visited the governor's office. And not once did I see a dental chair. So did you see folks running around that <laughs> had like cotton swabs in their mouth or anything? No, like, I didn't see. It. No one had like a swollen jaw line or anything like that. It looked like a tooth had been, none of that. Didn't see anything like a tooth had been pulled. Maybe it's Thursdays they do that. <laughs> I was there on a Thursday. Oh, well. <laughs> you didn't get the whole show no, then, did you? Well, no, I don't believe that's what he meant. I've tried to tell you that, and you got and you distracted me. He meant something that's difficult and painful. It was kind of a, that a euphemism. That's what he's trying to oh. yeah, not. A, there was not actual teeth pulled at the State House. So it would be like listening to this program is like a... Pulling teeth session. Pulling teeth session, yes. Something difficult. <laughs> and painful. And painful, right, yes. yes. <laughs> I got you now. I believe all of our wonderful listeners know who Philip Morris the company is. Wouldn't you think so, Cliff? Philip Morris? Yes. It's a tobacco company. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, they, they do a lot more than that That's now. true. It's a, it's a multi-dimensional company, but it was founded with tobacco products. Yes, worth billions of dollars, this yes. company is. That's right. And the uh, headline this morning is that Philip Morris has just started... Yeah. A life insurance company. <laughs> Not making that up. So the question would be, of course, then, the Robert Morris Life Insurance Company, if you get a policy from them, will they insure your life if you're a smoker? They will. <laughs> yes, but, but they, it'll cost more. But they'll offer discounts if, if you, you don't quit smoking. Smoke. <laughs> yes, if you quit Ironic. smoking. Ironic. <laughs> or... Yeah. If you uh, switch from cigarettes to vaping, to vaping, you'll get, you get a, a discount, discount for too. vaping. Yes, that might tell you something. They've done a little research there. <laughs> I'm just saying, Cliff. I don't know that, but it could be. But they're in the UK right now. They just started this business, and they have every intention of going all over the world as a new life insurance, life insurance company, company, which I find ironic. But I also <laughs> thought when I was a way younger, yeah, I thought it was very ironic, yeah, 
and wasn't even sure I knew what the word meant when you would go to the hospital to visit somebody. Yeah. And they had cigarette machines out in the lobby. <laughs> that always freaked me out a little well, bit. That was a different time. I mean, there was, I know. you know. But even I, as a kid, thought, <clears throat> it's like you're setting people up <laughs> it was like to even, come in and visit Even again. as a kid, years ago, you knew that smoking kills people. I knew it wasn't good for you. I didn't know That's that it exactly, killed you right. back then. It was not good for you. Yes, because, you know, your parents always said, don't do that, don't do that, don't yeah. do that, while they, you know. While they puffed and puffed, puffed away. And, yes. Yeah, right, yeah. But I remember going to the hospital and going, well, that's kind of strange. <laughs> well, Cliff, yeah. I don't know how I missed this on Friday. What's that? But I saw it today. What? What are you talking about? Well, state police here in Indiana yeah. were on a two-hour chase Friday in Clay and Vigo counties. Well, they were. They were after a guy from Georgia who was a wanted man, and he would not pull over until he got to a resident's home, pulled over, Mm -hmm. and asked the uh, person that answered the door if they could hide him from the police and he would pay them cash. (laughs) Now, that got me to thinking about the dilemma, Cliff. The dilemma? Yes. Of who? Of me. Of you? Yes. Okay. You see, if... I'm sitting at home, yeah. minding my own business, and yes. somebody flies up into my driveway and knocks yeah. on the door and says, Hey, I'll give you money if you can hide me. Okay. Now, <laughs> I know what I would do, Cliff. What I would, would you do? stand up straight and look this person right in the eye. Yeah. And, and I would say to that person, mm-hmm. How much? <laughs> it depends on, but you know, the right amount of money, you just do about anything. Don't you believe that? Well, everything has its price. Everything has its so, price. So, um, I guess my question would be, are you paying with cash? <laughs> because if you're running from police, I'm really not likely to be taking your check. No. <laughs> well, Cliff, today's the day. Yeah. That's right. Uh-huh. The phrase that pays totally changed up for week number three. And today at 8-11, we'll whip out the marbles. <laughs> all the marbles. All the marbles are whipped out. <laughs> And we uh, already have some of them whipped out and put into yeah. our glass jar. I'm still collecting yeah. some marbles around Country 98.1, and we're going to shake <laughs> who, it for you. Who knew that there, there was marbles just <laughs> loose around the radio? It's like a bunch of kids have been playing in here. <laughs> but we've got those marbles. We're going to load them up, and we're going to shake the jar at you around 8.11 this morning. Listen carefully, because you need to guess how many jars are bouncing around. You mean how many marbles? I mean how many marbles, marbles are bouncing around in our glass jar. I'm excited about this, Cliff, as we toughen up. Wow. Toughen up. difficult. The, uh, totally difficult. way you can win tickets to the Grand yes. Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be tough, all right. Weed, if I tell you that a McDonald's restaurant was closed suddenly during the breakfast rush, you'd likely say some type of a report from the health department had to do had something to do with it. And in this case in San Francisco... You'd be wrong. The police there were forced to close the restaurant a few days ago around 7 in the morning when someone walked in carrying something so disgusting, even, well, they're all shuddering down to the morning rojo department of just in time for breakfast. It was a dead raccoon, still dripping blood all over the floor and the table the guy set it down on. City officials say the restaurant was closed over the fear of spreading bacteria or a virus that could have been carried by the dead raccoon it was cleaned up and reopened later in the afternoon did you want fries with that (laughs) but would you go back in there i don't know i would wait a few days a few days just a few days to see if anybody else got sick first exactly right yes (laughs) well cliff we're moments away oh yeah oh 
Oh, I can't wait. We're going to shake the jar with marbles it. in it. We're going to shake it. So be listening carefully. And don't back away from the microphone because it could get a little loud. That's We've true. never done this before. Yes. Well, here I sat this morning with a glass jar in my lap with a bunch yes. of marbles in it. Yes. Thinking two things. Mm-hmm. Somewhere my life has veered horribly off course. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I'd counted the marbles when I put them wait, in the wait, jar. Wait, excuse me? Yes. I what, for- you didn't count them? I forgot to count That's them. That's the whole premise of this game. I understand that now. Is that we're supposed to know how many marbles are in the jar, and the listeners are supposed to guess. I'm going to take them out afterwards, after 10, and count them all out okay. so we know exactly. So, but... <laughs> I mean, I've never can, done this before, you're, Kev. You're, I'm nervous. Really? Yes. You, I mean, so the, like... Then you have to be very careful not to lose any. That's exactly You right. don't want to lose your marbles. No. And because got... once you shake it, people are going to start formulating in their head how many marbles are in the jar. And if you lose one, you drop one and it rolls away, then the count's going to be off. I understand that. But I've got it. I've got it. Okay. All right. I'm going to yes. shake the jar. Yes. That sounds bad. I'm going to shake the jar. I'm going to shake the jar. Okay. I'm going to get away from the microphone yes, a little do, bit. Yes, please do, because it's extraordinarily loud. And uh, by listening, yeah. you determine how many are in here. Yeah. And Friday, when we yes. shake the jar the final time, you'll call us up yes. and tell us how many's in here. Yes. And you'll be the winner of the tickets to the Grand Ole Opry. Okay. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Just do it and get it over with. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> Did you hurt yourself? <laughs> the jar broke. Seriously? <laughs> you broke the jar. But anyway, <laughs> if you can make any sense out of that and I can get my finger to quit bleeding, oh my we're going to continue with this tomorrow wow. on the Morning Road Show. Wow. That hurts, actually, Cliff. Well, yeah, there's gl- I can see the glass embedded. In I know. It. Oh my God. Evidently, Cliff. Yeah. We have a fortune teller. Oh, we do, huh? Listening to the program this morning. All right. Listen to this call. Okay. Now, this message is for Cliff. I want to let weed around the jar full of cotton balls, let alone marbles. You know, you hurt yourself. Well, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. And there's pictures. <laughs> Did you get those up? Yes, they were just posted to the Weed and Cliff in the Morning uh, Facebook page. Um, photos of the carnage, you might say. <laughs> You shook the you shook the jar full of marbles, the marbles broke the jar, popped a piece right out of the bottom glass of the glass jar, and drew blood on your little finger. <laughs> Cliff, that is the yeah. uh, perfect headline on our Facebook page, Weed and Cliff in the morning. <laughs> Thank you very much. That you know, was I, absolutely I do brilliant. write headlines. So. Yes. Yeah, it was <laughs> when contests go awry. Yes. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I cannot That's believe. gonna go down in like the Weed and Cliff history. The day we bled for this program. Well, I would write it down on a post-it now if I wasn't so uh, in pain. Well, it's your left hand. And the it, you, are you not right-handed? Oh yeah, that's right. I could yeah. write it with that hand. But it's the it happened jar that broke. <laughs> oh yeah, we could definitely put it in the it happened jar. But it's broke. But we no longer have an it. Now we still have all the little notes, right? We got all the notes. Oh, yes. Okay. I got them, uh, you know, stored away in our vault, but, man. Yeah. I, I, it's just, you it's know. It's numb. It's numb. Really? I, I may have severed okay. something. Severed what? I don't know what's in there. I'm not a doctor. I don't know what's in your <laughs> finger. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of making fun of it, but in reality, it's a scratch. 
There's a red mark on your knuckle. And swelling. On your pinky knuckle. There's some swelling. There's no swelling. It looks a little I mean, bigger. That finger well, looks bigger than it did well, this Well, considering you know, how big your arms are in the first place, that's really not saying a whole lot. You probably could use some swelling. You think your neighbor could come here and... <laughs> oh, the fire chief? Yes. Well, he's a first responder. I mean, the firemen are, so... Could he tape me up a little bit? He could bit? probably, you know, put a Band-Aid on... A band- he could put a Band-Aid on your boo-boo. Wow. Good Lord. Cliff, is beef jerky expensive? Yes. It really? can be. I mean, if you get the good kind, yes. Like, how much you think a bag? I mean, off the top of my head, I don't know. Five, six bucks Probably, if you know, if you got a... If you got a good size bag and it's the good kind, I mean, there's some kinds that are better than others, depending on what the cut of meat. I didn't know that. Yeah. They priced beef jerky by the cut of meat well, yeah. in the jerky. Yes. I mean, they can use like, you know, what they would call the byproduct meats. It's not typically found in like, you know, roast or steak or whatever. And then there's where they actually take, you know, like a real steak and they turn that into jerky. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, maybe yeah. that's how the guy in Ohio yeah. stuffed $1,000 worth of beef jerky into his sweatpants and took <laughs> off running. So, so he put $1,000 of jerky in his pants. I thought that would be impossible, but evidently to, not. No, clearly not. Did they wow. catch him? No, they're still looking for him. They're still looking. Yes. Well, I would suspect, you know, the guy with a piece of shriveled up meat in his pants wouldn't be able to run very fast, but apparently he can. Well, I think that it uh, pretty well... Yeah. Blows the whole uh, suave debonair image of uh, people that wear sweatpants in out. Public, in public, right. Yes. Yeah. I really oh, think that's the worst there. part there, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> Will you stop looking at that? I'm telling you. It's not going to get better what you're looking at. I can't use this finger to push buttons. You don't, it's a pinky. You don't need that finger. Cliff, you're playing awful fast and loose with my digits this <laughs> yes. morning. I do need all of my digits <laughs> here. Don't cut it off. It's a pinky. You don't need that finger. <laughs> yes. Well, I meant for pushing the button. You never push a button with your pinky. I use all of my fingers. Well, except that one now. Cliff, the long-standing police practice of chalking your tires to see how long you've been parking somewhere has now been declared yeah. in four states yeah. by a federal court. Un- unconstitutional. That's exactly right. Yes, they can't put chalk marks on your tires. That is kind of amazing to me. I, did the uh, justices say why it's unconstitutional? They went with the uh, Fourth Amendment. Okay. That you really hadn't done anything, you know, suspicious to be searching seizures and oh, all of that. That's okay. where they kind of went with that. Now, I'm not smart enough to know exactly what they was talking about, but it's in four states, you can't do that anymore. And hmm. I got to thinking when I read that, Cliff, yeah. who would have ever thought the day would come yeah. when chalk would be illegal <laughs> and marijuana is legal? Who would have thought that? <laughs> 30 years ago, I would have said you were nuts. Well, you're nuts, because it's coming true. I've been thinking, how about in seven minutes? Okay. We give someone listening the opportunity to win the limited edition coaster from the Morning Road Show. Okay. We'll give them a couple of coasters. I was going to say, is it just one, or because we normally give those away in pairs? Yes, we'll give them a two. a pair of the limited edition Weed and Cliff Bar coasters. Yes. And one of our coasters made the yep. trip to Florida recently. One of yeah, our listeners there was took a it picture, down there. Yeah, of, mm-hmm. uh, it was stuck in the beach. Yes. <laughs> and so we're going to play in seven minutes yep. the game everyone loves to hate. We call it yes. Two Truths and a Lie. Oh, yeah. You pick out That's the lie. Right. You did say a chance to win, didn't you? That's right. <laughs> and unfortunately, Cliff, yes. no one is no going to is win. Calling. Are coasters. Apparently not. Well, it's probably because I'm delirious. They're You're probably de- ringing. No, th- there's no lights on at all. 
Mm-hmm. No one's calling. I guess no one wants the coasters. Well, probably because they think they're all bloodstained. They're not bloodstained. Because you have misrepresented what actually happened to your finger today. Well, we've got somebody calling in now. Okay. Thank you. So yes. let's go to the phone right. line. Hi, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced people do that just to prank us. I think so, too. <laughs> let's try this line. Hi, who's this? This is Danny Hopper. All right, Danny, where are you from? Uh, about Carmel, Illinois. Okay, so we're going to play Two Truths and a Lie. You have to pick out the lie out of these three statements. If you get it correctly, you win a pair of limited edition Weed and Cliff Bar coasters. All righty. All right. Well, Danny, here are your three statements. Good luck to you. I'm pulling for you, okay? Okay. All right. Statement number one. Pigs have 16 blood types. Number two. There is a British beer called Old Fart. And number three. In 1901, petroleum cost 95 cents a barrel. Which one of those is a lie? Oh, let's go to number one. Pigs have 16 blood types? Yeah. No, that's actually true. True, yeah. There is. They're remarkably similar to humans. Yes. So I'm sorry you did not win the limited edition coasters, but thanks for playing, okay? Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Well, I was really rooting for him. I thought we were going to have a win there, Cliff. So uh, which one was the lie? The last one. In 1901. Oil cost 95 cents a barrel? Yes. What did it cost? Five. It cost a nickel a barrel. It cost a nickel a barrel. For an entire barrel, it was a nickel. In 1901. Because no one really, in 1901, had all that much of a use for it. They're exactly Mm -hmm. right. (laughs) But I noticed this morning on my way to work, they must have a big use for it because the uh, prices went up. The price of gas is like two ninety now. Yes. Yes, it is. It's time now for our Take It to the Bank. Okay. It's pretty simple this morning, Cliff. All right. The definition of a classic car in most states Mm -hmm. is a car that was made at least... 25 years ago. Really? Yes. Well, you know you, what that means? What? You're pretty close. I am close. <laughs> if I can get yeah. six more years Six out more of that, years, you'll have a classic car. I will car. have a classic car. So it's 25 years is what they consider a classic. That's right. Okay. Now, insurance companies will give you different rates for classic cars. Yes. But some cars, due to oh. their poor quality and construction, <laughs> yeah. they will not give you... Special insurance right. because they realize they're going to fall apart at any minute. <laughs> I think you're going to fall in that category. I think I will, too. That's right. A loose collection of parts all going in the same general direction. But I hope I make it six more, Cliff. <laughs> I really do. Today is Denim Day. Denim it, Day? Yes. Okay. And uh, I did a little research on that, and I believe this to be true, that uh, oh. jeans are not as popular with the ladies as they used to be. They've kind of went okay. away from wearing jeans, and I think I've kind of noticed that, really. Have you ever noticed that yourself? Well, I don't spend a lot of time, you know, looking at people's pants. So, well, you look at their shoes. You got to notice their <laughs> pants. I don't like going out looking at pants. I mean, you're you sound like you've been statistically analyzing the pant- people are wearing pants. No, I just think they've kind of been taken off the uh, front burner and put on the back burner, and those okay. legging well, things I, that's, kind of come. See, it's, come to once the you said that, whatever you call those yoga pants or whatever. Yes, it seems like. Many women are wearing those now. Yes. Instead of jeans. They're, they're like skinny, skinny jeans, those yoga pants. Yeah. It's almost like you tattooed the pants <laughs> on your legs. Have you not noticed? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're. Yeah. Mercy. 
Cliff, anything said today? Indeed. Phrases, I think this is the first time ever all of the phrases of the day have surrounded one particular incident on this program. Wow. And you can hear the entire incident later on our podcast. Just go to uh, weedandcliff.com or check our Facebook page. We're also available on Spotify and iTunes. It's all there. Just subscribe to the podcast and listen to it later. Number three, the jar broke. Number two, it's a pinky. You don't need that finger. (laughs) That's the number one morning roadshow phrase for today. The day we bled for this program. That's commitment right there. That is. Yeah. And I do need my pinky. Thank you very much. (laughs) If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.